0: Are you from a seasonal affectionate disorder? What? It's a medical condition. It's caused by. It's basically seasonal-based depression.
1: Oh yeah, I've heard about that. They've warned me about that. Up
0: here. I wonder if you'll deal. I wonder if you have to go through that. seeing as you've never had to deal with like real winter before.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'll I don't know. Honest, but but my people have talked like my coworkers and stuff have talked about it before. Like yeah, no, this is very much a thing. I'm like doing.
0: last time I was in Canada, they were running ads for it constantly on the radio. Really, like prevention stuff, yeah. Like know the early warning signs of it and stuff.
1: It's interesting that that was like a thing. (laughs) Uh,
0: Again, like didn't see the sun occasionally. Some of the days we were up there, like sun came up at like eight a.m. Set at four. Mhm. Not a lot of sunlight hours.
1: I mean, I can tell you see that like having an effect. I I do know it's very much a thing up here though. Like my coworkers have all talked about it and like yeah. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to react to it.
0: You're a gamer. You're already used to not seeing the sun for days on end.
1: Hey, hey. It's okay. If I get sad because of the sun, I just need to rise up. Gamers, rise up. Let's do this. I
0: hate everything about what you just said. (laughs) I hope you freeze to death in your first winter. I hope your heating (laughs) unit dies. I hope your dogs and girlfriends steal all the blankets and, like, one morning you just wake up to the slow creeping sensation of frostbite overtaking your fingers first so you can never play video games again then working your way down your legs but first paralyzing your vocal cords so you cannot scream as you slowly freeze to death and become an alexicle
1: you know what though no matter what you won't be able to stop me you know why cause I will rise up gamers rise up let's go Uh...
0: (laughs) Gentlemen and anything else that listens to this podcast, welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast One Seventeen in the red corner. Now, from parts north of here, we have Alex L Mave online, and as your other host for this podcast, we have Charlie, A.K.A. Mordek, or whatever. Holy
1: shit! That was an amazing intro. <laughs>
0: I've been playing Guacamele lately.
1: Got it. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that like announcer, but like not just any kind of announcer, like very much like a Mexican wrestling ring announcer. Like,
0: I felt that. That was good. I, I've been playing Guacamele squared by that. I mean, I've been watching Lucha Underground and playing Guacamele simultaneously.
1: <laughs> I still need to get on that. I, I haven't gotten Guacamele.
0: Ah, long, but... we're going to talk about that later. Maybe you don't need to.
1: Are we perfect? I am very much looking forward to hearing about this.
0: So. Yeah, Guacamole is actually out this week. Donut County is not. I don't know how I can't count days. Like, it comes out, I think, like, Monday or some shit. Like, I was super excited. Like, yeah, I'm going to talk about like, Yeah, we're going to have two new games to talk about this week. But no, it's just Guacamele 2, which uh, I can talk <laughs> about. It's fun. But I have other thoughts to say. We can just talk about We can just get into weeks now, if you want, without doing more of this.
1: I I look forward to this. I hope this is a weekly thing,
0: though. I I don't know. <laughs> so Guacamelee two, I have uh, I have been playing it. It is definitely okay. more Guacamelee. It
1: is more Guacamelee than
0: you uh, thought. Yes, uh, it, like, literally, it's. I, I I might go so far as to say it is too much of almost the exact same thing as Guacamelee one, as to like I. Could you turn it into a chicken in Guacamelee one? Yes. Yeah, I, I I thought that was new, and then I'm like, I think you actually could turn into a chicken in the first one. So, eh, I, it it's it, it still visually very cool. The it's got that luchador vibe going on. They like double down on that, which is kind of neat. The uh, I, I I think it's a worse game than Guacamelee one. I think everything like villain wise, all the villains were a little bit cooler in Guacamelee one. The Guacamelee two villains are like, hey, we made a sequel. How? I, there are some great jokes in the first, like, hour and a half, two hours of Guacamelee. Like, you go to Limbo at one point, not yeah. the Dimension, the video game.
1: Hey, wait, what? You go to Limbo. I did not know that. I, I haven't played that far into it, but, like, I enjoyed what I played so far, but you uh, actually go to Limbo the game? Yeah, and That's Guacamelee,
0: cool. too. <laughs> I, it's It's for, like, a couple seconds. Like, you may have missed the joke, even. Like before, you get to quote the dark. Okay, so Guacamole Two takes place in the darkest timeline. Apparently, in every timeline except the one you played in Guacamole One, the Chosen One has died. I mm-hmm. Juan is now kind of an out of shape dude with two kids and a hot wife. I uh, he's living the good life, being a um, tequila maker, distiller, whatever tequila farmer. I I don't know what I don't know what the correct title for Juan is, but. Your goat friend shows up, drags you the darkest timeline. There's a couple gags about the timelines you go to. You go to the dark timeline, you go to limbo, you go to a couple other things, and then you begin hunting down your. I, the, the bad guy who's so not memorable. I can't remember what the hell his name is. His motivation is he wants like the holy guacamole, and that's maybe kind of. Th- there were some bad puns in the first one. This one seems to kind of double down on some of that, and some t- I, the first level contains a giant skeleton that keeps making bad jokes, and the game's aware it's making bad jokes.
1: Yeah, oh no, I know that part. Yeah. that part is great. That skeleton making really corny
0: ass jokes. I don't great. know. I thought that was kind of bad. I, <laughs> really, it, it's kind of it. it's weird. Like I, I, I remember Guacamelee one feeling like super tight control wise, and Guacamelee two has not felt that way to me. Like I, 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 other stuff too, like they they had some like Super Meat Boy style kind of crazy platforming puzzles that like the respawn is just a little bit too long. Where it's like, okay, you're gonna die a bunch in here. Crank that respawn timer down to like instantaneous. It's not like this, this isn't a, this, is, this is a hard room. I'm jumping. There's no penalty to what I'm doing, kind of thing. Just let me keep trying this over and over. And it's like, okay, you die five seconds. You die five seconds. Like this is annoying I, I i don't know I, I really liked guacamelee 1 maybe it's the this game doesn't do that much different to differentiate itself from guacamelee 1 like the story is basically the same story like to the point where like people like people in the darkest timeline keep being like oh shit it's you didn't you die in this timeline oh well mm. go punch these statues not how to uppercut again yeah it, it, the game rationalizes you having none of your cool moves as you got fat and out of shape and stopped training, so you no longer have, you can't do that stuff anymore. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna unlock all my powers again. Yay! <laughs> Bet it's <laughs> in the exact way. same order. It is.
1: That is kind
0: of funny way to do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought Welcome A One was like super fresh and inventive and new and had like some real style to it. This one. Has all that style? I, I, the number of characters that reference the previous game, like a uh, firehead's, like yo, I bet you thought you killed me in that last game, but I'm here now. Practice some moves, I guess, or whatever. It's it's whatever. If you're a fan of Guacamelee, you'll probably like Guacamelee too. I was hoping for more, I guess. I, I, like it's weird. Like some of the stuff I forgave, like how limited that combat system was in Guacamelee one. Especially kind of when the game gets going, is not so acceptable to me this time around, because it's the sequel, yeah, and it should be better now.
1: Well, sequels always said to get judged a little more harshly.
0: Anyway. Yeah, and I, I, I wasn't like the hardest Guacamelee one fan, but I remember enjoying it a lot more than this. Just, I think in this case, like not to make a freshness joke, but there was kind of a fresh newness, kind of I hadn't quite seen something like that. Like I also like in the time since Guacamelee! came out, we've had so many Castlevania side-scrollery things come out. Like, I I have not played it yet, because and maybe I should at this point, because I've enjoyed some of Guacamelee!, but kind of was like, eh. Like, Dead Cells is out there right now. My understanding is, like, Dead Cells is the best Castlevania game since Symphony of the Night. Of that style. Like, if you're looking for that 2D side-scrolling platform actiony thing, you should be playing Dead Cells. I cannot confirm or deny this, but the way everyone talks about that game, it's like, nah, it's it's fucking amazing. And I going up against Guacamelee, it's like, eh, this, like, yeah, it's like, I can't say tons of nice things about this game. Like, it's fine. It's, I think the first one was a four out of five. This one's a three out of five. Like, just because it's like, it's it's fine. It's it's a game. I swear it handles worse, but you know, it's still fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. Walk is only so good after a while before it gets. Pretty Those nice.
0: are the exact jokes I was trying to avoid.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. Ah. <laughs> uh, yep.
1: You can, you can only chip away at it so much before, you know. You just gotta toss it.
0: I was kind of dancing around this one as hard as I could.
1: I know you really tried. I give you credit for that. Yeah. But You know me. It, it, if anybody's going to sync the quality of this podcast, it's going to be me, baby.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's your official title.
1: <laughs> podcast sinker? No,
0: if someone's going to sync the po- quality of this podcast, it's going to be me, baby.
1: <laughs> That's a long title.
0: We believe in long titles here. I do wear it like a badge of honor. It's more of a sash.
1: It didn't so, fit I'll on a badge. A badge
0: will work, too. No, it didn't fit on a badge. <laughs> it's a sash. It wraps around. So- oh, it wraps around, yeah. People have to know sense. from three hundred sixty degrees that you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's I. I think I've probably given that game as much time as I'm going to. I got to the second boss. I beat it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is more Guacamelee. It, it's weird because I'm glad more exists because I thought Guacamelee one was real cool. Like it. It's weird because this game's not not cool. It's just like yeah, you could have done more. I I don't know. Like, it's like the first one was like it's a really fun game. I guess I want more crazy luchador stuff in this one. Like I I want to push the character of what Juan looks like more. He's a pretty generic looking luchador. Like I I don't know. Let me play that tiger guy. He's cool. Yeah, I, I it's fine. It's it's a it is a totally adequate sequel. I think it just loses some of its specialness just because it is a sequel and. I feel like given, like, just limitations of technology at the time for Guacamelee to be slightly more stylized in its look, like, I, I, I don't know, like, I need to go back and look at it, I think, so I remember, like, Guacamelee having just real sharpness and being like, yeah, this game has some style, and this one's like, yep, this is, this is Guacamelee still, but maybe I'm being unfair at that point, I don't know, that's more or less it, though, I've been playing, i played some more Starfinder, still doing that, i I'm getting very into being a tabletop gamer to the point where I'm now watching, like, the dark cesspool that is tabletop YouTubers. Not people YouTubing their tabletop games. Those people are fine. I'm talking, like, vloggers that vlog exclusively about tabletop bullshit. Oh, you people are the fucking worst. I love it. (laughs) You're some goddamn narcissistic monsters. It's beautiful. uh... Oh, I also can't stop watching the new Venom trailer. Oh, is
1: there another
0: one now? No, this is the one that came out like a month and a half ago. Now that like showed off like the Venom suit killing people and stuff. I like if I'm on YouTube, I will wind up watching that thing. I think I've watched it like in a week, like twenty times, and I don't know why.
1: Mm. it's a pretty good trailer. And
0: it's I, nice to see Venom get some good justice. Yeah, I, I, just can't. Like, it's an impulse. I was like, oh, I'm on YouTube because I watch the Venom trailer again. Why am I doing this? It's a cool it's a trailer. Good trailer. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with
1: it. Is it? I don't know. No. You can enjoy trailers or things you watch. I, there are YouTube videos I watch over and over that I just really enjoy watching. Sure. Nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah. What's well, so what have you been up to, Alex? Uh,
1: I am integrating more into the hipster lifestyle um, other than enjoying some craft boo here that I really like. Uh, which I don't have a recommendation for this week. I, I didn't get a chance to pick something up yet, so... Um, I will mention the one that I got to try this week, which was a 10-barrel IPA called Apocalypse
0: IPA. Uh, so, good. I gotta eject for a second. When do mm-hmm. you loop around and go like the ultimate hipster approach and just start drinking PBR and Bud Light, ironically?
1: Uh, there's a certain level I won't step into. I PBR and Bud Light is fucking terrible. Right, I but
0: you drink stuff. it ironically.
1: No, there's not enough irony in the world for me to fucking do that.
0: If you were a real hipster, you'd find that irony
1: no god no that's a hard fucking pass there's only so much i'll put up with beer wise that's like eh, and no unfortunately that is one of the ones i'm just like nah that's a hard fucking pass so yep um, oh i'm with you
0: on this one i never quite got the whole hipster obsession with pbr but
1: yeah it's literally just to make other people be like oh well the, uh, the as sir, who only
0: drinks the finest imported pbr from china i they're just wrong and yeah. they're hipster leveling, but that's a separate topic.
1: Yeah, no, there's it only so much. But I, are you I not familiar not with Chinese
0: PBR? No, I'm not. You should Google Chinese PBR right now. It's fucking amazing. I, it's while well, well, while he's googling, so uh, I don't know quite the details on this, but basically there's a brewery in China that produces the PBR recipe, but because the majority of the ingredients are easy to get, for, are easier to get from Germany. It's the PBR recipe made with, like, high-end German brewing materials by accident, I think, or something. And as a result, it's, like, this weirdly high-end beer, but it's the exact same recipe as PBR.
1: Okay, so first of all, they call this shit in China Blue Ribbon 1844.
0: Yeah, that's technically what PBR is. And it's $44 a bottle. Yeah. In China. Yeah. What the fuck? Only the finest imported Chinese PBR for me. That's how you really bug hipsters. You go, oh, you're drinking domestic PBR. That's cute. Uh,
1: PBR is disgusting. This sounds actually okay. (sighs)
0: I. (laughs) God damn that beer. But Alex, how will you stunt on your hipster neighbors without Chinese PBR? How am I going to flex on them? Yeah. By just drinking Chinese PBR? Yeah. Yeah. That's clearly what
1: I have to do. You you find some other
0: PBR people, you put that down and go, oh. whatever oh that's cute. that's quaint
1: you've got, Amer- you got american pbr well, that's
0: cute. how obscure can that possibly be
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> so anyway yes uh not at that level yet but i did get a chance to wear some flannel going outdoors and hanging out and stuff which is really cool i got a chance to go explore a place called trillium lake which is up in mount hood somewhere
0: what makes this lake worth exploring
1: it is it's just an area to go check out. Uh, they recommend going there for like hiking. You could literally go up there with a canoe or some shit.
0: That's oh, a nice outdoor space. Got it.
1: It's a nice little just outdoor space. It was really really like I, like damn nature you pretty one of those scenarios. But I definitely enjoyed being out there walking around, kind of just enjoying the fresh air. Yeah. And now that it's not actually hot, it's actually kind of nice.
0: Yeah. So. Living in not LA is good that way.
1: Yeah. So got to do that um so it's ex- doing a little bit more of exploring in oregon which is really nice i want to hit up the oregon coast at some point uh so that'll probably be on our, on the agenda of places to go hit up so mm-hmm. but yeah no it's been fun kind of going out and exploring a little bit now that it's starting to cool off so um speaking of exploring guess who finally found a good mexican restaurant? your girlfriend uh both of us. we found it it's it's great. I could tell right off the bat it was gonna be good because I ordered orchata from them and it tasted like some legit. Ice.
0: So it tasted like vomit.
1: You you can fuck off. When the, you leave orchata out of this. So uh, it was it was good. Like it, it was it was nice to actually have some good like good Mexican food that tastes a little more closer to home, which was nice. Yeah, So I was happy about. It. Um, what else have I been up to? As far as uh gaming tech related stuff, I, I so it's wow up...
0: wow and wow.
1: It's pretty much just been wow. I did play a little bit Overwatch because I'm I'm slowly hitting that like I'm getting ready for the new raid, but I'm slowly hitting that part where I'm burning a little bit, like burning up a little bit with like sure all the prep stuff, and it's like uh, I'll just start to get ready for the raid, but I'm not gonna really.
0: I hit a point in that game where I don't get why. Like the blood trolls haven't run rampant over a bunch of other factions.
1: Uh well, they're working for someone. But if you play through it, you figure y- out. Yeah, what I. Actually, if you
0: play far enough in the story, you can see that something like that kind of kind of happens. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. Part of me's is like, I, I, the blood troll stuff I've been dealing with in WoW has been very much like, okay, this is Death Knight work. Except like maybe I should be joining the blood uh, night uh, blood elf, uh uh blood trolls
1: yeah i i do remember you talking about that yeah but yeah no um i mean there's some real cool stuff story-wise that i'm really enjoying but i think just more of the prep stuff and me working on things is getting a little bit burnout-ish
0: well, but, yeah you've been playing that game what probably like four or five hours a day for what two three weeks now
1: trying to yeah but um still i'm still excited because the new raid's coming out um I I was a little bit more remotivated, so to speak, because I don't know if you saw, but they released a new Warbringers video for uh, Queen Asaria. Yeah, Osharia.
0: I have not watched it yet.
1: You need to watch that. It's actually really fucking good. Uh, it just it's a lot of. I mean, if you like the old God stuff, I don't. You will. You don't like the old God. The old stuff? God
0: stuff is some of the worst parts of WoW lore. Oh. It's up there with dragons in my book. Like, I I remember back when Warcraft lore was us versus them and we're gonna make them dead. None of this cosmic shift game bullshit. I I like small stories about people trying to kill other people with axes. Gotcha. Well, you should still check out. I probably will. Like, it's like it's why I've been kind of enjoying this whole Blood Troll thing, where it's like, yo, these guys need to go, and I'm like, on it. Let me go slaughter.
1: Go so, go go check it out. Yes. You will you will definitely enjoy it. So <laughs> um so I I that kind of got me all excited about that. Um also, remember last week I complained about a new router? Yeah. I bought a new router.
0: Which one did you buy?
1: So, I guess there's this company that makes like apparently like, industrial yes. strength level routers, Ubiquiti or something like that. Yep. I bought one of theirs. They have a a Wireless router mesh network thing you can buy. Yeah. So so I bought that and it's worked like a fucking charm, and it's also really fucking pretty to look
0: at. I have been looking at their stuff for when I upgrade the house.
1: Yeah, their apparently their mesh network stuff is really fucking good. Um, and since this thing is already pretty much set up similar, like uses antenna that you would use for a mesh network. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's,
0: it's apparently really good. I'm not even gonna pretend to know what a mesh one is, but I know they're good.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's just it's solid signal. I yeah. Like it. And it's such a nice little con- compact little setup. Yep. Nice, so, um, yeah. So I, I, I got a new router. Luckily, I found it on sale at Fry's, had it $10 cheaper than the or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Fry's carries it. So, if you're looking for one of these, super easy to set up, too. You've got a phone app and everything.
0: I've heard that about Mesh, that, that they're easier to set up than normal Wi Fi occasionally, even though yeah. they're more, even though they are like technologically superior.
1: But, um,. Other than that, like, the last thing I'll, I'll talk about briefly. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the last thing I thought is, you know, obviously I've been doing Extra Life for a couple of years now. So, looks like the Extra Life Portland Guild is starting to start up.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: So I, I'm working with them right now to try, to try to help them out. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, kind of happy to help them out. It's, it's a new guild, and it's a thing. People are still so pretty cool so far. So, uh, we'll see how this adventure goes with, with uh, the Extra Life Portland guild. Mhm. them out, and it's really nice. Kind of a nice little green slate with, uh, putting together a new guild, which is always been cool. So, considering I was also part of the start for Extra Life Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to to help out another guild in the area. Because I kind of, like, don't get me wrong, like, doing Extra Life stuff for a while was fun. I really enjoyed it. But you do have that little low, low level of burnout. Yeah. At some point, but it's it's nice to kind of just be a passenger. So, but yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much uh that's all I've been up to. Cool. Oh, little last tidbit. There was talk about extra life. I actually got to go visit the uh, children's hospital out here. Mm-hmm. It is a really nice children's hospital. Yeah, it's like hidden in the forest on a hill, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it makes it hard as hell to try to schedule events there, but <laughs> got it. It, it's fucking we difficult. You gotta work around schedule. the
0: Bigfoots and the wolves and the bears. Yeah, but man, isn't it a pretty hospital. I just throw that little tidbit out there. It's almost like nature doesn't suck all the time.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So that's it for me. I think, uh, I think we're good for news. What
0: do you think? Yeah, I think it's time for news. I wasn't sure if you were doing it again this <laughs> week <when> you paused. <laughs> All right, right off the bat, um, we're going to go with our silliest news first because I find it fun and silly. Uh, Steve Vai of SWS, uh, Wicked Awesome Cast, uh, podcast title fame. Also, he's a guitarist or something. We talked about in a weird way on the podcast once. Uh, There were rumors for a bunch of years about him being part of the Halo 2 soundtrack. Some videos came out of him totally being part of the Halo 2 soundtrack. This doesn't matter. It's just something fun. I stumbled across, and I'm like, fucking, yeah, whatever.
1: That is kind of cool. Yeah. So that's. So for a second there, I thought you were going to say, oh, it's Steve Vai of the Something Wicked Awesome fame. Like, (laughs) yeah, let's claim him. That'll be great. But yeah, no, that's pretty cool that he was involved. Was there rumors that he somehow wasn't? I I think it was confirmed,
0: but it wasn't like, I I think it was kind of like the Michael Jackson thing where it's like, it's I think he's on the soundtrack credits as being like, yeah, he totally did it. But at the same time, people were like, was it actually him? But there's now a video of him this being in the studio, like just shredding.
1: Well, it's like one of those things with like, um, who was it? Um, what's his name? Uh, Buckethead. It helped write the Power Rangers theme song. Yeah. Stuff like that, which is always kind of interesting. Lately.
0: Yeah, like- I think this was a little less controversial than that. Because like, yeah, he, he was involved somehow. But this is just video of him like being in the studio, just tearing shit up on a guitar. It's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was never yeah. totally clear if he did all the recording himself exactly, or it's like, ah, what? If, yeah, yeah, he was involved. Oh, huh. yeah. Uh,
1: that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, Nvidia making some new graphics cards. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? You know what I gotta say? I love all the memes that have come out because of ray lighting turned off and on. Have you seen those?
0: I, I have not really seen them that much yet. I I I'm more defaulting to the fact that no one can tell me. How much better these graphics cards are going to be than the 1080 series?
1: Yeah, no, there's no real solid benchmarks up right now.
0: Okay, so, so I I guess to take a step back, uh, Nvidia has come out and announced there there are four new incoming graphics cards, the uh RTX 270, the RTX 280, the RTX 280 Ti and I believe it's a 270 Ti, right? Or it's just the 3. I may have miscounted. I
1: believe it's a, I believe there's also a 270, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Unlike previous times, the TIs are coming out at the same time as the original launch. I suspect there will also be a 260 and a 260 Ti at some point, just given how the 1080 launch went. These things are powerful. I believe they finally surpassed the benchmark that was the, uh, what was it called, the Titan X, which was for a long time the pinnacle of graphics card technology, even though they were older than the 1080 series. Mm -hmm. These suckers ain't cheap. Cheaper than a cheaper than a Titan X in some ways, still, but yeah,
1: no, they're they're pretty fucking expensive. Yeah, looking at the prices, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get a 1080.
0: Cause... Yeah, I I I'm now looking forward to the fact I can move my 980 down a rate a slot in my uh, computer and plug in a 1080 directly above it and be like, yeah, <laughs> redundancy. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Yeah, uh, but as pretty a... right, yeah. Because uh, specs are everything in these types of situations. At the uh, top end, you got the NVIDIA RTX 10 uh, 280 Ti that has uh, Turing GPU architecture, uh, a maximum of 163 megahertz. Yeah, the boost clock, uh, 11 gigabyte GDR6 frame buffer, and 14 gigabits per second of memory speed. Whatever the hell that means, I sure as hell don't know. That's the top line. T i f e, which will cost you a pretty penny or two. As I said, when we got, got kind of got into this, it's unclear what any of this means just yet. Because while specs are cool, a lot of the specs in this are stuff that just previously wasn't being done in graphics card. Uh, what was that phrase you were throwing around before, Alex? <laughs> ray lighting never existed prior to this point. It's Some next level ray lighting power. Yeah, it, it's it, it's part of the ray tracing tech. It's better for lights, I guess. I. No one seems to know exactly what that means, but at the same time, it's like, look how much better this graphics card is at this. Well, yeah, it's engineered to do that better. So, of course, it's better, but if you need to have the the top-of-the-line stuff, here you go. If you're like me and have been waiting for a price drop in a 1080, so you go pick one up, it hasn't happened yet, but...
1: yeah, no, That's pretty much going to be the plan, because these are... I mean, MSRP, they're coming out pretty high, but um, even then, like... After the inflation of graphic card stuff, like if this, these are gonna hit something.
0: Well, I think the one plus side is, I guess, what makes these cards good has made them bad for Bitcoin mining. So they're in theory shouldn't be the same shortages that that had.
1: Well, that'll be good.
0: Yeah, I to be fair, that that's that whole thing is also a little bit dead. But
1: oh yeah, the, the craze for Bitcoin mining is
0: kind
1: of yeah quiet.
0: As though it wasn't that's... a long term sustainable idea.
1: What? Yeah. Get out of here! It's not what they told me when I invested all my life savings into it.
0: I, I shouldn't, but I get a real enjoyment out of reading articles about people that like were a millionaire for a couple days because of Bitcoin, a Bitcoin, and then are down to like destitute poverty levels because they're now they got their bitcoins are now worth less money than they put in originally. Yeah, I, I shouldn't feel happy about that. Happy's the wrong word, but there's a certain level of like every single one of you smug-ass 22-year-olds that's like, oh, I invested in Bitcoin heavily, and now I've got $7 million, and it's now back down to I have less money than when I started. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyone who said, like, I don't get why everyone's not a millionaire now. We all should have invested in Bitcoin. It's your fault. Yeah, fuck you a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on to the opposite of that. Hitman 2. If you own Hitman 1, Will come with all the season one content for that game. The maps, the missions, the guns, etc., etc., And all the big improvements made in Hitman 2 will apply retroactively back to that. So, fucking, yeah. Well,
1: that's kind of
0: cool. Yeah. Those are some good maps. Yeah. Uh, I assume you'll be able to buy them if you didn't already own the previous version. I, Unlike the previous one, which is a damn shame, this will not be episodic, it appears, which I kind of really loved about the original new Hitman. But we'll see how this works long term. I. I, I, I love the fact we're getting more, more, getting more hit, man. That game was so goddamn good.
1: It was a great game yeah. to play. I mean, granted, I all I did was break fucking necks and shit, but...
0: Yeah. You were I, bad <laughs> at it, and that game was still fun.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, I did shit at it, and it was still pretty fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Real
0: good. Moving on from that. Uh, Shenmue 3 comes out August 27, 2019. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it happens. I'm betting on a delay personally.
1: I think it's starting to reach levels of like Duke Nukem Forever delays and pushback. No, because this game's actually delays. happening. Oh, Duke Nukem Forever happened. It was a train wreck, but it happened.
0: God. Oh, okay. So uh, let's maybe set this comparison to bed once and for all. Like, part of the mythos that is Duke Nukem Forever is they restarted that game multiple times. Like, that that the ownership of that game's changed hands a couple times. I've I, I, this is true. part of the mythos of that game is like as much as so, it took 15 years oh ha 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 whatever more of that game is how batshit insane that entire process was like I've gotten the impression they made like two or three full games in that time more or less at least like there was that god awful game called bombshell or something that came out that I guess was made with a bunch of assets and stuff from one of the like hey it didn't happen Duke Nukem Forever games
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll give you that
0: one. Yeah. Moving on from that, we have another release date. Devil May Cry Five lands March fifth, two thousand nineteen. There's also a cool, flashy trailer out there. It looks good.
1: Um, there was also I don't know if you saw, but there was some, is it a gameplay trailer or is it yeah gameplay. Footage? That's
0: the trailer I think I'm talking about. Okay.
1: Because I did see uh, there was some stuff
0: that came out about Gamescom this week. Yeah, that, so. Gamescom has happened, happening, depending on how you kind of think of it. I'm not sure what the time zones are exactly. We'll probably do a roundup next week once everything's settled out. That's always a weird one to follow because mm-hmm. of how it's split up. And the biggest news that came out of it was someone lied about shitting in a bag to play Fortnite there, which is insane. Speaking of insane, Saints Row, the third, the best Saints Row game, is coming to the Switch.
1: Because fuck it, why not, right? Because
0: fuck it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what Saints Row 3rd would have you say.
1: Yeah, no, that, yeah. But is it coming with all the DLC?
0: Like I some assume of the other so, yeah.
1: Okay. I, you know what, though? I will say I do really enjoy playing Saints
0: Row. Saints Row 3 is the best, Saints Row. It's got that dildo bat. Is that Saints Row 3? Is that the one where he has all the crazy powers? No, that's 4. That's when I think that series gets real bad real quick.
1: Oh, I, see, I really like 4. I actually enjoyed 4 quite a bit. But anyway, the dildo bat has always been a staple.
0: Sansro 3 is when you're like celebrities and shit, which I thought was funny. And no, the dildo bat has not always been a staple.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's a staple for that series. It only it shows up in 3. Thing.
0: And then 4, it's I think. It's in 4. Yeah, it, yeah, it's in 4. 3 is the first time it shows up, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I think 3 is also when they started... Th- so... Saints Row 1 and 2, they very much tried to be similar to, like, GTA. Ah, Saints Row 1,
0: Saints they... Row 2 started being, like, what if we were wacky?
1: Yeah, and I think 3 is when they came full wacky and really just yes. kind of were their own the game. Yep. So, for me, that's where I count it as it being a staple of what that game's evolution was. Because Halfway through, it through its literally... franchise, yeah,
0: you're right, you're right. Yeah. Halfway through it became a staple as it was introduced.
1: Yeah. Yes. So, it, it, it became its own thing that I really enjoyed. It's not just, like, a knockoff. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really count one and two. Like, three, I think, is where it starts.
0: I off. don't know. Two is a strong second place contender for best Saints Row game. Really, two? It's got some stuff.
1: Mm. Okay. All right. I'll, I like, I'll I like that. the
0: biggest complaint from two to three was there's less stuff to do in three than there was in two. Mm. There's so much weird ass shit to do in two. Okay.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. i it. still love four. Sure you know what it is? And I think I realized why I like four so much
0: because beating a dead horse, which is your favorite thing to do.
1: No, because it was very matrix. like <laughs> Yeah, true. God, that is beating a dead horse.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> moving on, moving that, moving on from that to many things prime. So we got two pieces of news that involve this word prime that because Twitch prime and Amazon prime are owned by the same people at this point, uh, we will start with Amazon prime first though. I. Uh, Remember that awesome pre-order deal you could get for a while? Uh, Yeah, you could get, like, what, 20% off? Yeah. Like it's basically going away.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. So if you want to pre-order certain things, Adam... It's
0: not clear if it will still matter. What do you mean? Like, it, it, they won't count it? Yeah. That's interesting. I've... Ooh. Man, they pissed off a lot of people. It's, it's not... I, I assume if you made the order, you'll have to honor it, but I don't know beyond that. Uh, it's...
1: Yeah, I figured they'd have to honor it. at the price sure. that If you pre-order something, yeah. But after that, like it, was a, it actually ends a few days after this podcast is released.
0: Yep, the 28th the is 29th? the last day. That's that when it goes away. So you've got the day this podcast goes up, essentially.
1: Yeah, so warning, warning. If there's any shit you want to buy game-related, right now is the time to do it. Otherwise, you are. Or but,
0: just buy digital at this point and stop going through that process. That's true. That's what yeah. I did recently. Uh, just going uh, digital? The, pre-orders will only, the pre-order thing will only be on select games, and they'll come with a $10 store credit. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I this seems like a damn shame to lose because the previous deal was real good. Really good. And then on kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, you have uh, the Twitch Prime debacle. So, Alex, you want to kind of lead us in on this one? I suspect you have a little more insight into this because you use Twitch more than I do.
1: So, there's a couple things here that... Uh... That are interesting about that. So recently, uh, Amazon, Twitch, whatever you want to call them, uh, announced that you have, so you know with Twitch Prime, so you know if yes. you have Amazon Prime, you could get Twitch Prime, which allowed you to basically get no ads as you watch because it's a nice little perk for being aligned with it. Yep. I know, so I've gotten lots is- of
0: free video games through the Twitch Prime system. Uh, lots of Warframe offers, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things they're getting rid of is the ad-free experience with Twitch Prime that people really, really, really liked because, A, if you had Twitch Prime and you were watching a streamer, you wouldn't get the ads, but the streamer would still get the ad revenue for it. So it's kind of a nice little thing. Alas, uh, the powers that be have decided, no, we're going to make people watch ads again, even though it's kind of a nice little thing, but you can now get, Ad-free viewing again by subscribing to Twitch Turbo
0: for an additional ten dollars. Doesn't Twitch Turbo and Twitch Turbo has been around for a little while, right?
1: It has. It was before Twitch Prime, and then when people got Twitch Prime because of Amazon Prime, there was no need for Twitch Turbo. So, but alas, they're bringing it back because nothing says, "Hey, I need more money than doing this." I know they're a company, and at the end of the day, this is just a really annoying thing. But I'll be honest with you. If this is a thing where now I get ads, all I'm doing is turning on my ad blocker because fuck them. Yeah. So, uh, I will be perfectly upfront. I have got no problem supporting websites that I really particularly enjoy doing stuff on. Uh, I will turn off ad block on certain sites, but considering I, you know, this is something like Twitch Prime and there could be my yeah. ad-free viewing experience. Nah, I'm just gonna ad block it.
0: Yeah, at the same time though, too, as someone who, uh, someone who works for a YouTube channel. You should be aware that like I get reports of how much of our video stuff gets ad blocked, and I'm aware when you don't, when people don't let's get ads money. Yeah,
1: but see, I have it turned off on YouTube. That's for better than channels. most people. Yeah, but even then, I have YouTube Red, so anytime yeah. I watch YouTube, people are getting revenue. Yes. It. Yeah, I, I'm willing to pay for it if it's part of a whole package service, like well, like with YouTube Prime. Okay, okay, let, let me let me specify this. So for YouTube, I have Red, which is part of my Google Play subscription. So not only am I getting the ad-free viewing experience, I'm also getting like Cobra an actual, like actual spot Spotify, yeah, Red, like yeah, YouTube Red and all that stuff. I'm also getting the Google Play service for music so I can listen to all sorts of like music like I would like a Spotify premium account. So I'm getting a bundle of things, which I'm happy with.
0: Oh no, no I, I'm playing purely devil's advocate on this. Cause I think this is some bullshit, but at the same time I get why I'm not, I don't agree with it, but I get why you would be like, Hey, maybe making Amazon prime and Twitch prime, the same thing. Wasn't the best move. Mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit to do it kind of this late in the game, but that's a separate topic.
1: Yeah. So it looks like that's currently in the crosshairs. Um, I don't know about the Twitch Prime subscription. I don't. I, I'm seeing stuff about that, but I don't think anything like that is actually getting removed. But yeah, um, I
0: think it's just the ad free stuff that's getting the yeah. kibosh.
1: Yeah. So, and the thing is, Twitch Turbo is eight ninety nine for ad free viewing. I pay ten bucks a month, or sorry, fourteen bucks a month, and I get YouTube Red. I get no ads on YouTube. I get Google Play Music, which is all my fucking music listening needs. For not just me, but also my girlfriend, because I have it for the family plan. So sorry, it's just this is just justify.
0: Just, just I just refuse to pay for Twitch in any way.
1: Yeah. Well if you have Amazon Prime, you're already doing it. You're part of the system.
0: I use I use Amazon Prime like a crazy person.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yep. Um a lot of streamers are concerned saying that a lot of uh those gift subscription people are kinda of concerned because People are, people won't want to sit around and watch some ads and won't you know. It's just a whole thing that people were kinda of complaining about. But yeah. I just thought it'd be noteworthy because yeah, this is very much a very much a thing. So
0: Yep. But speaking of Twitch, I guess while we're on the Twitch topic, uh, the Logan Paul versus KI matches happened. It ended in a draw, surprise, surprise. It was
1: terrible boxing. Oh, what a shocker.
0: Yeah. As a fan of boxing I personally feel insulted, but that's not the story here story is that while Twitch itself may be bad, Twitch pirates are the fucking best. (laughs) (laughs) So for those unclear, you could either fly all the fucking way to things happen in Britain or something to watch the fight, or you could pay YouTube 10 bucks for a pay-per-view chance to watch two YouTubers punch each other into a draw. Big deal. It was awesome or whatever. That sounds great, right? So, uh, some brave, some small, some proud, some few—whatever you want to call them—Twitch streamers chose to buy access to this, and eight hundred, eight thousand, sorry, eight hundred and sixty thousand people paid to watch Logan Paul and KSI punch each other on YouTube. One point two million viewers, r- roughly, watched it on Twitch. That comes to at ten dollars a person. 4 billion dollar loss from uh, to YouTube potentially. Yeah. Or more. They I didn't mean, make that, they did not they didn't make that 4 million dollars.
1: I mean, at the same time though, like I'm sure the Twitch admins were getting right on that to make sure that there was none of this illegal streaming activity go oh wait. They were screenshots of the Twitch admins watching this on Twitch from an illegal stream. What? Who
0: cares? I, I think this is brilliant.
1: I it's just, I just always like to call out their bullshit sometimes. So I figured I'd do it in this scenario.
0: I, I think my favorite part of this is uh, someone kind of got out there and was like, I can't believe Twitch didn't protect Google from this. And I'm like, bitch, that's not how this works at all.
1: Yeah. That is, that is, that is.
0: Welcome to the internet. Is,
1: yep. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't watch any of that. I, I watched the Overwatch
0: All-Star League this week. I got highlights on someone who was, uh, someone who would ripped the video out of both of them, so I was giving neither of them money, and I'm like, hey, I'm down with this. This is the correct way to pirate this.
1: Yeah. I'm, I don't even want to know what happened. I just know that a bunch of, it, we. you know who won? no one
0: society as a
1: country we we as a country lost yeah
0: yeah yeah i just found that funny as shit i mean i'm not lying i'll give you that uh next up og dota a team from okay a relatively new european team for some reason i thought a shanghai based team won this uh won Mm -hmm. the dota 2018 international international eight if you will
1: oh congratulations I know I was, I was hearing some stuff here and there because I know the Dota International was happening this, uh... Yep. This, yeah.
0: They're taking, two, they're taking home $11.2 million as part of the $25.4 million crowdfunded purse for this. Holy shit. Uh, second place team, PSG, uh, LGD, will walk home with $4 million. Holy shit, This was the largest purse in competitive gaming history. Oh yeah, no, This is the biggest money in esports. The
1: Dota 2 International? Yeah. Wow. I'll be damned.
0: Yep. But kind of the in, in bigger news, historically, this has been held in Seattle, I believe. Next year, it'll be held in Shanghai.
1: That's pretty cool. That's yeah. That's nice a little page out of uh, League of Legends' World I War am all playbook. for
0: this becoming a moving thing. I think that's kind of yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. It, it, it's freaking great. I like that it's traveling around. It's a little more exposure around there. But yeah, yep.
0: I think uh, Shanghai is a great location to do this at. Yeah. And last but not least, before our main topic this week, uh, a new character has been revealed for Soul Calibur 6, or I guess one character and an infinite number of characters, if you will, because they got out there and showed off uh, Tira and the character customization system. Oh, yeah, and
1: apparently... Sorry, go uh, ahead.
0: Character customization looks batshit insane, as it should be. I hope it's not stat-driven. There was a game where, like, the armor you put on your character mattered stat-wise, and that fucking sucked. Yeah. Huh. They also announced Libra of Souls, which is kind of a campaign for your custom character, which I'm super glad they brought that back, because last time they did that, that was dumb in the best way.
1: (laughs) So, one of the interesting things about this whole character customization thing is, I don't know if you saw it, but they announced it's not going to be DLC costumes for the characters. Instead, you can make all your old, like the old, you know, character costumes from the previous games. You can just
0: make it yourself. Yeah, that's how the that's how Soul Calibur three, the best Soul Calibur up until probably this one worked.
1: Oh, I, well, I mean, I figured with the flurry of all the DLC costume bullshit with some fighting games, it's nice to see a refreshing.
0: Yeah. So uh, what they did kind on. of way back in three, and I think they've done it every time since was they had custom character classes that kind of were similar to, but they, they were generic versions of like, hey, it wouldn't make sense to make a main character out of this, but like, we just have a character class called Samurai, and they're like Mitsurugi, they have a samurai sword, but the moves are different enough it's a different character, like maybe it's faster or it's kind of focused on slashes, and you could make that, or if you made a samurai character, they could have, quote, the soul of Mitsurugi, and then play it exactly like Mitsurugi, they just look different. Mm, okay. It was a cool system. I liked it. The announced character is Tira, and I'm a little confused on this, but I believe she is a pre-order bonus, or you can buy her separately. And I, I say this, to: she was announced as a DLC character, which a lot of people are having problems with, but I believe it's been clarified too, she's a pre-order character. And to every single YouTuber out there calling Tira a mainstay of the franchise... A, do more research, because she didn't show up till Soul Calibur 3, and she has been a kind of love-to-hate character ever since she showed up. She is a fucking, like, bad Harley Quinn character in the Soul Calibur universe with her giant hula hoop of death. I loved her because I'm into weird goth chicks, but she is annoying, was broken in a couple games, and, like, was kind of this weird step into what became the Soul Calibur 4 and 5 mess that was wow, we just a weird Final Fantasy game now in our character design? Because this kind of sucks. Like, part of my excitement for 6 is they're reining it back in to what made Soul Calibur 1 through 3 good. And Tira's like the start of, man, this is some anime bullshit. I love Tira. I'm glad she's in this game because it's like, yay, she's back. But also, like, if she wasn't in this game, I'd be like, ah, you learned. And announcing her before you announce characters like Cervantes sucks. You don't like Cervantes? No, I no, like I Cervantes. want Cervantes. Cervantes is great. The fact that oh, okay. Cervantes, a mainstay of the franchise, has not been announced yet, but fucking Tira has, and people are going, Ah, oh, this mainstay's... No! There are characters that have been in these games since they were called Soul Edge that aren't announced <laughs> in this game yet. Fuck you! Tira has been technically in less than half of the Soul, of the Soul Calibur franchise, the Soul Edge Soul Calibur franchise because there are technically seven games including this one. That is huh.
1: up. Well this was your this this is the thing you decided to stand up if on. You today. count all the
0: versions of um the Soul Calibur two, there's actually like nine, technically. And that bullshit like Zelda style Soul Calibur game, so ten. I'm sure there's some other weird ones in there, so we'll round it off at twelve. But yeah, just just counting main fighting game entrance, there have been seven at base Soul Calibur games. I I came across, I, I I think Tira's a weird, fun character. She has a hula hoop. She has some buzzsaw moves. It's a dumb, fun character. Like, when she showed up, and she was this weird, like, manic pixie rave girl thing. It was weird. It didn't quite fit, but it's like, okay, cool, whatever. And the number of YouTubers I've seen doing, like, fucking outrage videos of how this, quote, mainstay character of the soul caliber franchise is being locked away under dlc it's like yes this is bullshit not a mainstay like if <laughs> ivy cervantes Astaroth, taki uh, nightmare if any of those guys were locked behind dlc yeah that's some bullshit tira fuck it whatever who cares maybe <laughs> don't even put her in the game wow Did you
1: lose a couple of tears back in the day? No. It's not like this stems from personal hatred towards the
0: character. No, I I personally think she's a cool character, but she is very, like, in my mind, 3 is the last good Soul Calibur game I have played. I have not played 6 yet. 6 looks like 3 again, and like, in the Soul Calibur community, we all agree that either 3 was the start of things being bad, or 3 was bad. Mm -hmm. And Tira is very indicative of why that franchise started getting bad. Like, everyone prior to Tira, like, was kind of, like, a very specific weapon archetype, if you will. Like, they... Maybe the concepts were less believable, but, like, the the most outlandish you got was, like, Ivy with whip blade or Cervantes with gun swords. No one was truly, like, that's not a weapon. And then Tira shows up with a literal, like, six-foot-diameter bladed hula hoop, where, like, she's got some cool moves. Like, she she totally belongs in a Soul Calibur game, but then the following games is when you start to get, like, fucking Darth Vader and other shit, and then in, like, five, you had Guy Who Summons Demon Werewolf, which was just kind of dumb and lame. Soul Calibur is a game about weapons, not weird fighting game blaze-blue bullshit. Tira feels like maybe she belongs in a Blaze Blue game, not a Soul Calibur game, which is a damn shame because they introduce characters both at the same time as her and after her who are totally fantastic ideas for a Soul Calibur game. I'm blanking on her name, but the lady who uses um spear and sword. That was a cool ass character, a broken ass character, but her interesting mix of kind of a long opening attack and then quick short range follow-ups was a cool addition to that game, as was um I think it was Asuka or something, who was the lady with the umbrella samurai sword, who was all about kind of opening power strikes and then quick, uh, kind of denial backwards. Weird character, and then you have Tira that, like, throws buzzsaws around the ring. Again, I like Tira, but not a mainstay of the franchise. Also, like, very symptomatic of when that franchise got bad. Also, this version <laughs> of Tira's not what I want. She has human-colored skin. That's wrong.
1: Oh, man. I really I love, love Soul Calibur. Yeah, I could tell. That's <laughs> great. Okay. I gotta say, it's it's nice when you get passionate about stuff, because I usually jump in and get all weirdly about stuff, like jumping on like emotional almost, but you you're you're passionate about this. It's nice to see you passionate about I, something like this. I,
0: it is hard to under it's hard to explain just how much of Soul Caliber 2 and 3 I played growing up. Like I it's hard to explain just how much Soul Calibur 4 just hurt. Hurt me like uh, that's it. Soul Calibur Four is really fucking bad. Soul Calibur Four is so bad, I refuse to give Soul Calibur Five a chance. Like wow. that Soul Calibur Four killed a franchise for me. That like Namco getting out there and being like, yo 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 yo, we're going back to three, and I'm like, I don't believe you. And they go, all of that bullshit we put in is gone. I'm like, define bullshit. Most of the characters, oh. You like Tekken 7? I did like Tekken 7. It's like Tekken 7. Mm. Yeah. It, people have fighting games they have fondnesses for. like Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur are my two franchises. And for years, Soul Calibur was just dead to me. I, I, again, like, I like Tira. But if she had not been in this... Like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I hey, want if they're putting Tira in this one. If they hadn't put Tira in this and been like, hey, she's part of DLC Season 2 or something, I'd have been more impressed. I don't care that she's there, but, like, if this had been like, hey, we're just doing all of the, like, true day one default Soul Caliber characters that, like, need to be here, i had been like, okay, yeah, you get it. You get it. You've made up for fucking Darth Vader and Yoda and Starkiller in a Soul Caliber game. Fuck you. So, actually, before we move on to our main topic this week, uh, We have some very bad breaking news. We don't typically have breaking, breaking news during the podcast. And the time you're hearing this, we will probably be out of date because this is literally just then. There has been a uh, shooting at a Madden tournament in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: Yeah. um, So I guess it's... there. There's too many, too few details right now. Yeah. Literally, this just
0: happened while we were recording the podcast. And yeah.
1: Um all the details that we have right now are jacks yeah it's a Madden tournament in jacksonville and someone just opened fired and started shooting people there Yeah, um, as
0: of 40 minutes ago four are dead and there are 10 other victims in addition to that
1: yeah 10 11 something like that right now yeah uh so yeah um a lot of them are also getting it from obviously twitch some of the gamers are saying like hey this just went down fuck this i'm out like kind of thing and I think probably the most terrifying part, and we don't suggest trying to find it, but there's footage of like you hear the gunfire going off. Yeah, they were streaming the tournament, and it's it's fucking. It's captured
0: live to. on stream, if you will.
1: Yeah, and so it's you don't actually see anybody actually getting shot. Just letting you guys know right now, but there is like it happens to cut off, and then you hear gunfire start. So yeah, um, hopefully they catch her whoever, whoever did this. Yeah. Like, it's fucked for sure. But hopefully, uh, people who were injured make a recovery and yeah. those who passed away our condolences.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So trying to get away from that incredibly sad, very unfortunate news article. I got our main topic this week, which should probably now kind of after that seems somewhat frivolous, but we're going to attempt to push on on this one. So uh, Alex this week sent me an article about how Forbes was talking about how Overwatch essentially needs a battle pass added. Those uh, familiar with battle passes are kind of an alternative to a season pass or a piece of traditional DLC content. You get given basically a checklist of objectives or tasks or whatever you will to do that unlocks a variety of in-game items, typically within a certain time span. And when that time span is over. Either you got all the stuff or you didn't, and you move on from there, and you keep kind of buying them over and over. It's did I miss anything on that so, one, Alex?
1: So, well, it's an opinion piece actually on, on Variety, but um,
0: I remember what the Battle Pass was about, not the article yeah. itself. So yeah,
1: it's pretty much the article talks about the concept of the Battle Pass and adding it to Overwatch. Um, and so I linked this to Charlie, and we were discussing it, and we're like, well, you know, if we have, because it turns out you know we actually have separate opinions on this matter and we figured well if we have differentiated opinions this would make a great piece for our main topic this week so i guess our main topic is battle passes the future
0: yeah it's so yeah i as alex alluded to there i i personally think we've been slowly making our way to the battle pass through dlc and i I think the kind of ex- the current world of Battle Passes is definitely imper- imperfect It needs some refinement, but I kind of think of Battle Passes as the future of kind of ongoing games. I, I think Destiny would it be improved in some ways with a Battle Pass in some ways. I- so and I- I- how I get there is, like, I played Mass Effect 1, in th- 1 through 3. Each one had DLC content. I bought a content season pass for all huh. of them. Some of that stuff was kind of just item-based, some of it was actual, like, new levels and shit like that to do. Whatever. I I think I technically own the season pass for The Division and stuff like that. The idea of paying money for content not done is not new to video games at all, definitely not new to me, and while I kind of begrudgingly go, eh, on it, it's a reality I've come to accept as, well, kind of fine, and in situations where you have games like Destiny where you buy the base game, the base game is 20-some-odd hours, there's a bunch of stuff to do, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the idea is that there's going to be more content ongoing, the idea of supplementing kind of development costs and stuff like that with some ongoing transaction doesn't bug me some. Like I, I mean, maybe I'll see it the same way, but I kind of view the World of Warcraft or the MMO subscription or something along those lines as, in its own bizarre way, kind of battle pass adjacent, if you will, because you are continuing to pump money into something that you are in theory rewarded with your ongoing money with new content. Like the the ongo- the, the influx of money perpetually hypothetically supports the creation of new things to justify the ongoing expenses.
1: Mm. Uh, where am I so here here's my disagreement on that. I, I've got no problem with Battle Passes, I think for Fortnite, it works really fucking well. Like it it is a great addition to that game and it's done epic such a great service. Battle pass is not is not a one all fix for everything. It, it, it for some games in the in the article they talk about adding it to Overwatch, I think is a terrible idea.
0: Why? Because exactly?
1: there are already so many means for you to unlock content in that game. It's not difficult to unlock stuff. You already have seasonal items on there, and the difference is Fortnite is a free, or well, Fortnite Battle Royale is a free game.
0: Well, so how long until you think Overwatch goes through to play? In all I don't honesty, well, oh, I think it's next couple no. of years the I, longest. I mean,
1: look at Team Fortress Two has been done a thing where they've never done uh, a Battle Pass thing, if you will, or something like that. But they've made tons of money from just skins, and you know they don't have anything like crazy DLC.
0: They've made money off. Yeah, hats. that's what I'm saying though which are loot box times. And remember, loot boxes are going to get outlawed soon, a bunch of countries. Yeah. Well, the,
1: the, the loot box system for Overwatch works because the, loot, the content of the loot boxes is not game-changing. It, it works for that. Like, that's the reason people... Yeah, most of the time, Battle Pass stuff isn't game-changing. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it doesn't work for Overwatch because I've already paid for Overwatch. That's the difference. Epic started off as a free game, and then you could choose to sign up for a Battle Pass, and that's great.
0: Technically, Fortnite is not a free game. Battle Royale the, part is. A free game. Uh, That's right. Battle Royale so I, mode I is. I guess just but, for
1: the sake of the conversation, when I refer to Fortnite, I mean the Battle Royale.
0: Yes, I know. I'm just being. I I, I'm being contrary <laughs> for the sake of being yeah. contrary.
1: But yeah, no, it works for 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 Battle Royale or for Fortnite Battle Royale because it it's a free game. Anybody can play it, and you can choose to buy stuff in there. Overwatch, you've already paid for the game. You're already in it. And if you add a battle pass, you're you're definitely going to piss off a lot of people. And I'll tell you right now.
0: Well, so what I'm saying is, like, what I'm saying is, like, if okay, so if you took Overwatch as it currently is with, what, like, two years of support and stuff like that and said, okay, that's the base game, and from now on we're going to start, like, you'll still have holiday events, but, like, every six months or every three months, we'll say just to tighten it up some, we're going to... Not affecting any of the existing systems. We're going to kind of come out with a Battle Pass that has some other skins or whatever. Characters are still free, but we're going to make some premium stuff that's just unlockable through the Battle Pass system. What has really changed at that point? We're still adding stuff for all the holidays and things.
1: The difference is... What's new so at that The difference is, point? though, is that I've already paid for Overwatch. That's the biggest thing for me. The, the, the Battle Pass system is a great system for free-to-play games. It works really well. It, I think it works for non-free-to-play I, games. I have to disagree. PUBG tried to do a battle pass, and it has been a fucking train wreck.
0: Well, because PUBG's battle pass is on top of a loot box yeah. system.
1: Hell, that's Overwatch. You have a loot box system, and now they're adding a battle pass. That's what I'm saying.
0: I also think the battle pass for PUBG was bad. Yeah. But Well,
1: for that game, it doesn't work, because you've already paid a premium to buy that game. And now they're like, well, now we're going to add more stuff, but you you know, you're going to be stuck behind it. Plus, Overwatch and Blizzard have made it a point saying, hey, we're never going to charge you for this stuff. We've said we're not charging you for new characters. We're not charging you for new maps, Uh, skins. You can buy boxes. Yeah, and
0: that's not what Battle Passes cover. Hold
1: on. They're saying also, like, we're not charging you for skins, but you can unlock them, you know, through normal means, or you can do it through buying loot crates. So... They provide you a medium right, so, to when, buy stuff already if you wanted to invest more into it.
0: When loot crates are no longer a thing you can do, what's the alternative?
1: Well, if loot crates were absolutely not able to be a thing anymore, then maybe I would even consider a Battle Pass at that point, but that's because there's no
0: other... That's the direction we're going.
1: Yeah. The thing is, though, like, if loot boxes are banned, I could get that. Like, absolutely banned across the board. But well, they're so not...
0: Also, like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to buy instead of buying, like, 10 loot boxes for the same price of a loot box, a punch ticket that was okay, do these 20 things and each of these 20 things gets you X. As an alternative to a, uh... If there
1: were absolutely no loot boxes, I would consider it.
0: But So, wouldn't you rather be able to know exactly what you're getting when you bought a battle pass than buying the kind of equivalent of it in loot boxes? Would
1: I? Well, you already know what you're going to get anyway, like, you know, in a sense because there's a chance for you to get something in there. I mean, I guess unless you mean it's removing the chance thing,
0: yeah, that's typically the way battle passes work is like there's some randomness to it, but there's also a like every time like it's the, those milestones where every time you hit a milestone, it's like, okay, cool, you got here. Everyone that gets here gets x. Mm-hmm. like it's it's very set loot tables. like, okay, so like the dota two one, which I get I, I know is a controversial one to bring up, but it's got kind of like every I don't know the exact ones, but every five levels, it's like, okay here are some set unlocks, then every single tick mark between those five levels is like a random spin of a wheel or something, where it's like, if everyone gets to level 100, they will have these 20 items plus an additional, like, 80 additional kind of silly things that come from a random loot pool at that point. Mm. That's what battle passes are. They're not just gating stuff behind a wall.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think also it'd be a lot more work like some game like Overwatch trying to put something together like that because you already have the achievement stuff anyway, so they'd have to come up with a new set of stuff to do every single time.
0: Well, so it it basically doubles as achievements. Like typically the way it works is like what you're doing to unlock stuff in a battle pass are achievements. It's like get a thousand kills as so and so or win thirty matches in a row or whatever. I'm using extreme ones, but
1: uh I just it's I I like I said I I think it would work for some games, but. Not for Overwatch. I, I think for Overwatch, it's a hard stance because the guy makes a terrible argument about like how to even unlock
0: anyway. As someone who thinks the unlocking system back when I played Overwatch was bad because it was just loot boxes, it's like either you can pay money or you can play, and the paid loot boxes could give you duplicates of stuff you already had, and I get you can break that stuff down, but the, like I watched enough videos of people doing the like $100 worth of loot box videos mm. thing for Overwatch, where they got enough duplicates where it's like, well, this is kind of broken in its own dumb way, and on the same time you've got the holiday boxes where it's like, okay, I really want X, and I've got no way of buying just X, but wouldn't it be great if it's like, hey, here's the holiday thing. Like, Destiny's kind of doing this right now with the whole Solstice of Heroes where it's the, hey, here's your junk armor. Do these very specific objectives and you'll upgrade and you'll upgrade again, and like we also on the side have our loot box stuff going on, But as you work your way through this event, here's the very specific cool rewards you get as part of it. There's other random stuff to get as well, and we provide you the chance to get random stuff every time you level and get a, what's her name, uh, Everest package. But everyone who gets the max level in this event will get this. Everyone who gets halfway through will get this. Like, here's how you get these rewards. There's no way to get these rewards except this way. And when this event is over, that's it. You all get special stuff. Everyone who didn't do this doesn't have special mm-hmm. stuff. I I get what you're saying, but I also get it's one of those ones where it's and if it's really just I don't want it added to Overwatch because either I like Overwatch or I've already paid for the game, I'm sympathetic to that, but also it's the something is funding ongoing costs of developing Overwatch. The fact that they're capable of saying maps are free, characters are free, skins are free kind of thing, except they're not. They're part of the loot boxy system that you can totally pay money into that money's coming from somewhere not every company has a world of warcraft to kind of continually make the money in the background or something like that like it's part of me wonders after a certain point like it's the how many more copies of overwatch do you think you can sell
1: Uh, i think it's been selling pretty well but to be honest like they're definitely making money off their loot boxes granted there's a way for people yeah. who are casual to still unlock stuff. And I think that's the other thing. Is there's you have the casual crowd who still has a good chance to unlock stuff. If you hide it like something, a like game like Overwatch, if you hide it behind like a battle pass, it, it I don't I don't don't think it works for that game. Like I like I, I got no problem with the battle pass system. I I am I've bought the battle pass.
0: It's just Overwatch. You have a problem-, problem with this? My problem is it? with it
1: being an Overwatch, which is my big thing for this system.
0: Okay, so. And, and I'm saying like, I don't care about Overwatch at the end of the day like I don't I I don't care about that game I don't care about the economy to it it's it is what it is at this point I just didn't get into it and it's whatever take a step farther t- t- so remove the Overwatch part of it like let, let's go with Destiny which they're already kind of doing a battle pass we have a big expansion coming up and we we have Forsaken coming out and then there's also kind of this hey here's five thing other events we're guaranteeing will happen throughout the year there's like it's a battle pass like it's here's five other things that are not part of this DLC but we're going to roll out over time and we're trying to move away some from the test Everett, being as reliant on the Tess Everest stuff to cover kind of ongoing game costs by having this other thing it's basically an MMO subscription with without calling it an MMO subscription
1: hmm. okay so initially i was pretty ticked off with the whole destiny as well yeah um What's it called? So, after we had a discussion about Destiny 2, I changed my mind to it, just because the idea like, okay, yeah, you're paying more into it, but <laughs> sorry, Sorry. Um, but you're getting more actual content. If it was just like yeah. you're paying Battle Pass to get skins in Destiny 2, that would be dog shit. There's a reason their fucking yeah. silver, whatever system has been pissing off a lot of people. Yeah. But you're getting all new content and- at that point.
0: Yes, and that's, I guess, my point of where I think the battle pass is kind of the future in some ways. Like, it's the, we're moving more and more towards games that are going to have longer support cycles. Like, hypothetically, Destiny 2, Destiny was supposed to be a 10-year game. Buying an expansion once a year for that does not get the fan base, really, or the development team what they need. And the idea, like, it's one of these things where it's like, eventually someone is going to have the stones to go, okay, here is your base game, and at six months we're kicking off a subscription service where you can still play the base game, but everything new after this point, you have to have a subscription to get into. Like we're working our way towards that.
1: I can see that happening.
0: And I yeah, like it's it's one of those ones where it's like, imagine if WoW was only supported by cosmetic microtransactions and people buying the expansion every other year. There's no way in hell you could afford to do all the stuff that game does with that type of revenue stream. And I would go so far as to then say that, like, Overwatch would then have a totally different monetization strategy as would Diablo 3. Like, I think it's... I think Blizzard's in a unique situation where they have this machine in the background that prints fucking money for them. As long as they keep the World of Warcraft team going... They're making enough money from that that they can then use the money from that to do other stuff with, which looks great, but they can afford not to spend money. Like, hell, we had Epic get out there and say, hey, we're changing how much stuff costs in our kind of asset store because Fortnite is fucking killing Mm it. We're making so much money off this thing. We're going to give creators more money because we don't need it. Or we have this other revenue thing that's making us more money to the point we're offsetting it. Like, most companies don't have that going Mm -hmm. on. And as much as we all like to imagine, like, hey, video game content is video game content, they're making us, so they love it, people gotta get paid. Like, the reason there's never been any Mass Effect Andromeda DLC is not because there wasn't DLC to make for that game, there absolutely fucking was, it's because there was no way to fund it. They spent all the money they were probably going to spend making DLC, fixing that game. Which is on them, and it's not an excuse, but that's why we never got DLC for it. I Okay. Like, Anth- Anthem's not out. And EA is going to have to find some way... Like, again, like that game is scoped to be a long, ongoing thing. It's not clear what it's going to mean in the long run, but if that game is what they're saying it's supposed to be, it's going to have to have ongoing development fees. They're going to have to be making new content for it. Like The reason Fortnite's capable of patching and upgrading and updating and having seasons the way it does is because of the Battle Pass making money, or they, they make enough money in transactions to fund constant game development.
1: Mm, I mean, I I guess it depends on the type of game. I know, oh,
0: yeah, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 shouldn't have a Battle Pass. That's a single-player game. Like, God of War should not have a Battle Pass. But I think in games that are going to have an ongoing lifespan where they don't have a set drop-off, like, like Call of Duty should stop being a game. It should be a, you buy the base game, maybe every, like, couple years you buy it, but that game should be a battle pass game, or that game should be a like that game should go free to play. It really should. (laughs) Which one? Anthem? Call Call of Duty. Duty. No.
1: No. Yes. How else are they gonna make their money from all the crazy sales?
0: I I think you would actually make more money in that game. Like I think you I think as consumers, no one would care about the fact there's no single player in that game and people would stop caring about that real soon if you just went to free to play with that game and it was all about microtransactions and battle passes i think that's the that is the future of i call think of i
1: duty. could see that working for call of duty though i think it's one of those games where that would work
0: yeah and i'm not saying this rule is hard and fast for all games i'm just saying like it's any game that in theory has an ongoing life cycle mm-hmm. you're going to have to find new ways to get people to put money into it so you can keep working on it like it's the biggest difference between WoW and most other modern MMOs at this point is somehow WoW has continued to make the subscription service work. I don't think any other MMO out there at this point is purely subscription based. No, anymore.
1: I don't. Uh, there's a lot of them that aren't, and I think WoW just kind of makes it work. Like they, they.
0: Yeah, and I think it's
1: they're really good at what they do.
0: Yeah, but part of what they part of what makes them so good at what they do is they have the money to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's Blizzard. <laughs> Although, I mean, they didn't realistically have the money. I may, uh, Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm underestimating them, but I don't think they had anywhere near levels to make their subscription model work initially when they released World of Warcraft for the
0: first time. Did they? But at the same time, that was a point in time where every MMO was a subscription-based. It wasn't different. That's how MMOs worked at that time. This is true. Okay, fair enough. Like, uh, so, like, I guess, put in context, imagine right now if Blizzard was out there saying... Hey, we are putting uh, we're putting an MMO out right now. World of Warcraft has never existed, and we're gonna charge you fifteen bucks a month, even though we know no other MMO out there currently does that.
1: Hmm. Okay, all right,
0: yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's like part of my kind of digging through the remnants of various MMOs and stuff is the fact that an ongoing topic a lot of these have is. You have to hit a balancing point where you have to have either like when you go free to play, it's great you're free to play. You typically have an up spike in people coming back, or you have an up spike in kind of users at that point. But the issue is you have to find some way of keeping. It's like if you have if you if you go from like ten thousand to like four million people, that's great. But the ten million, the four million people, and the ten thousand people cost the same to kind of maintain to a certain extent at that point, and. If you have no additional money coming in, in fact, you now have less money coming in because no one's paying a subscription. You have a problem. You have to find some way of covering the cost of something continuing Mm. to work. And yeah, like again, like Overwatch is a bad example because like I don't know how how Blizzard's financials work, and you care a great deal about how the Overwatch economy works and stuff like that. But like I think PUBG's issue is that. The battle pass for it was genuinely bad. And I think it's one of those ones where it's... PUBG has lots of issues. They need money to fix those issues. But at the same time, like, they seemed very focused on we got to make all the money we can right fucking now.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, they're also in a weird place where, like, they they made a lot of really good money with some tournament stuff, but they're just not, like...
0: Yeah.
1: At least the assumption is they're not doing a lot with it. Like, and then that pisses a lot of people off.
0: Yeah, it it, it's one of those ones where kind of it's the I think part of why Fortnite gets away with it is they are perpetually updating that game. Like the the kind of the the cycle of what that game is, the number of patches that have come out in the like year we've cared about it. It's it's unfathomable. It's not normal for a game.
1: Okay, all right. Oh, you've got me turned around a little bit on battle passes, but I think it's it's still very much. I feel it's it's that selection of like the type of game is is my biggest.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm not advocating for that. I'm not. I'm not saying like again. Like I'm not saying God of War or single player games need a battle pass. But it's like, if it's an ongoing thing, kind of like Overwatch is. Like and Overwatch is a bad example. Okay, so what if Battleborn did suck? What if Battleborn had come out and been good and people were still playing it?
1: I don't know. It, it's a just interesting alternate universe we live in right now with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a dark one.
1: <laughs> I feel a little bit bad for Battleborn. I gotta say
0: though. Yeah, but so I, I guess like. In that scenario, imagine if Battleborn was like, hey, we have these characters coming and we're not going to charge you for characters, but we're going to start doing, like, we're going to start doing seasons because everyone's doing seasons at this point where at the start of each season, we're going to announce, like, hey, here's our battle pass. There's 30 things on it. They are exclusive to this season. Like, all all the skins are still available except, like, the 10 on this list or something or special emotes or whatever that you can also then just pay money for or you buy this thing; it costs as much as like buying two things, as opposed to buying ten things. And you're already playing the shit out of our game, but like if you play through the objectives on this, you unlock all ten mm-hmm. things. That's what a battle pass is. Yeah, sort of. I mean,
1: again, it, it, my big thing is like it definitely does come down to the type of game.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. For
1: and, and for Overwatch, and this is something I just didn't even realize now, but like part of the reason the, the battle pass also works fortnite really well is that you're on a map with 100 other people or 99 other people you can work on your challenges individually and it will have no effect on the overall gameplay try to have 12 people on a map and then you have objectives you need to complete on a team and you're trying to unlock skins you're gonna have people not playing the fucking objectives at all
0: oh no it it very much brings a very different mechanic to that game or
1: if you need to do it with this character and you can only pick that character once on a team kind of thing it breaks everything all together so yeah,
0: yeah. no i i oh yeah no like it, it's you have to build the battle pass in a way that like doesn't wreck your game in addition mm-hmm. to it but
1: yeah like i I guess, I guess like i was saying like i i've got really no big issue with the battle pass hell i've bought a battle pass for Fortnite twice actually um and i've got no problem with it like it's for some games, it's definitely a system that will work. If it's a free-to-play game, if it's a game you pay for up front, I think is already kind of a
0: weird situation. A, I don't mind in that scenario as long as it's for ongoing stuff. Like it's like if your game is shallow as fuck and then you announce a battle pass, that I have a problem with. But like if you have a solid twenty-hour game and then go, hey, here's a battle pass over so like for ongoing content, I'd like yeah. sure. Either I can buy this and keep playing, or that's not. The difference
1: though, like if the way you're describing it is like DLC, not a battle pass. If you're paying for additional content, that's just DLC. That's not a battle pass. But
0: that's kind of a battle pass. Nah, are.
1: because the game will you can still play the full game with without having a battle pass. And it's still there. If you're doing DLC, like there's there's full stuff in the game you're not playing because you don't have the DLC.
0: Yeah, but at the same time though, too, like what you, what's on a Fortnite battle? pass? Just skins. Is that stuff you can get already is that stuff you can get without getting the battle pass? There's stuff you can unlock working your way through without the battle pass. Yes. But, is, but what I'm saying is there is there stuff on the battle pass you can only get off the battle pass. I think pass? at
1: the very last rung possibly.
0: That's DLC at that point. That's exclusive content to the battle here's pass. thing though that's not a new piece of the game. All it is is a skin. That's a totally different thing from DLC. It, That is a new piece of the game. In a game like Fortnite, where you have one map and it's all about skins, that is kind of... It's not all
1: about skins, though. I mean, granted, people like getting all the different fun skins, but here's the thing, though. I don't miss out on anything from not having that skin. If I don't have the DLC for Destiny 2, I'm missing out on a whole mission, a whole part of a story.
0: Right. That's a whole whole different thing. What I'm saying is all the patches, all the map changes they've done have been funded by the battle Pass mm-hmm. system. What I'm saying is, what if in destiny two ongoing like this is purely hypothetical, you don't need to buy DLC anymore because we've now come up with a system where the people that want to have kind of that hardcore level of things to unlock, the battle Pass, if you will, are now buying enough of them or funding it enough that you can have ongoing development. You have people like me that kind of will buy one, and like, oh, there's some cool stuff on here. I'll buy this one. I'll buy like one in five of them or something. But other people that are still playing like 50 hours a week kind of thing that want that type of progression in the game, and now it's no longer it's it like it's like WoW patches where it's like, hey, it's 7.3. What's 7.3? Oh, we're adding four new dungeons and this new kind of zone has been unlocked. Because mm. <sighs> that's. You may not see it, but that's what the Fortnite Battle Pass lets them do. It lets them have ongoing, continuous game development because they have a revenue stream. Like, it's every single bizarre change to that map. All of that stuff costs money, and that money has to come from somewhere. Since it's a free-to-play game in the first place, like, WoW expansions cost money, but the stuff in between WoW expansions costs subscription.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. You're paying for an additional service at that point, which is Okay, MMO subscription stuff is totally different from this other stuff because you, you're, you're, you're paying right. for multiple things at once for that kind of thing. So comparing, comparing a right. Battle Pass to an MMO subscription, that doesn't work. I, I, for me, that doesn't
0: work. Right, but what I'm also saying is if, like, if they could replace a subscription where if they did like, okay, we're now doing seasons in WoW and at the end of each season a new patch will drop and you could fund the way that system worked with an unlockable system, would that be something you'd be interested in? Say
1: that one more time. Just to make sure I get this here.
0: If instead of get instead of paying for a subscription, like you pay fifteen bucks a month kind of thing, they said, "Hey, once a month we're doing a fifteen dollar battle pass." It caught it, and at the end of each month we're going to end it and kind of that stuff that it, it will you have to buy a new one. It takes the place of your subscription at that point, but it's like you can keep playing whatever's existing before that point. But to experience new stuff, you have to kind of have kept. I, WoW is a bad example because of how the system works. Yeah, WoW is a terrible example. No, but what I'm saying is if instead of a subscription, it was a new battle pass once a month, and enough people bought that they could keep doing what they were doing, wouldn't that be a better system?
1: You're... For, Wo- for WoW would not work at all it's, a co- it's complicating the system why? because you're complicating the system at that point just making a subscription
0: you're paying the exact same money once a month hypothetically yeah but
1: what are you unlocking every single month the development cycle
0: for WoW is I don't know there's transmog now in the game like what was, like what if it had special transmog stuff or special mounts I think or the something?
1: work that would go into it would be far more than what they're doing right now with WoW in terms of
0: subscription no, no
1: I, I gotta disagree with you on that one it That's a totally whole nother monster in that sense. Like for some games it definitely works, but for WoW, WoW is very much an evolving game and trying to do something like that monthly.
0: As is Fortnite.
1: Try, the level, the scale that it is with WoW is, is nowhere near the level that is Fortnite.
0: I would bet more people work on WoW than Fortnite.
1: More people work on WoW than Fortnite? Uh, yeah. Possibly. I would assume yeah, so. Considering that the 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 servers and the, the, the realm are supposed to be up 24-7.
0: I, I, I think it's one of those ones where I keep hitting a little too close to home. I think it's one of those ones where it's the if you're paying the exact same amount of money a month, wouldn't you rather get more than just access to a game? Well, would I
1: possibly? But it yeah. just doesn't work for WoW. Why doesn't it work for WoW? Because it doesn't. There, you're, 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 you're. Why doesn't? Okay, it? So here's the thing. WoW already has a problem where with their content, y- you had periods where it was really dry spells of content, and it sucked. Yeah. So if it. it the big stuff is what people really enjoy in WoW. When you have smaller content stuff, yeah. it pisses off some of the WoW players because it's like, well, there's stuff to hear that could have been there, but it's not there. Like, it it, it doesn't work for WoW because now you're you're adding this whole weird level of like, hey, every month we're adding little stuff like that. At that point, you have people who are immediately going to be upset, saying, "Well, why aren't you working on fixing this? Why aren't you working on fixing this?"
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, I hear some. Let's let's take it back a step. So imagine if once a month, as part of your subscription. You got, like, if you did X, if you kind of did this whole checklist of things, you got to unlock some legacy mount or a like, different color, a different colorization of a legacy mount that was exclusive to, like, you, it's like, that was exclusive to, like, this thing. It's like, okay, it's like, oh, we have the white polar bear. What about the albino polar bear? It looks more or less the same, <laughs> but it's a little different.
1: No, that, that would be just, cause at that point, it just feels like it's a cash grab. They literally, As a, literally did nothing extra for it. Instead, it just slightly changes.
0: If that was part of your subscription, if I guess part of your subscription you got that option and you could either choose to do it or not. No. It, like I said, at the end of the day, this kind of little setup. It's already part of your subscription. You're already paying the 15 bucks. If they have this little extra thing where it's like, hey, here's this low effort thing we can do.
1: Yeah, but I can go back and do stuff like that anytime. That's the other thing. That's the other bigger difference. It's like, oh, if you're going to make it a window limit time span.
0: But it's exclusive to that. Like, it's a thing that you cannot get in the rest of the game. Just for that period of time?
1: I yeah. think you're just... Honestly, I think you're just looking for a reason to try to get me to sway towards the other side on this one.
0: You're no, really I'm not. I'm, I'm really simply saying, like, it's the... No, I'm not. If this is purely... It's the... You're already paying 15 bucks a month for the chance... To play a game you've already paid money to own a copy because i'm
1: playing it into a subscription so the servers stay out 24 7 there's maintenance right and that's and what battle, battle passes, passes. No, do
0: this, they are an, it,
1: it, battle passes yeah they fund but they fund it in a different way and it doesn't work the model doesn't work for wow
0: if you try how does it fund it a different way it's 15 bucks that people are buying once a month or three times a month or whatever passes, that goes toward- because the battle pass
1: doesn't actually like, The servers come up and down. You're in a game. Okay, it's done. WoW servers are in a perpetual up and running state. So there's people who are constantly having to monitor all that stuff and get everything going constantly. The models don't work.
0: Wait, are you caught up? So, wait, are you caught up in the idea that the PUBG servers or whatever the Fortnite servers kind of close up and down constantly, and that's what makes it different from WoW? Also,
1: you have active GMs who are working on handling tickets and everything in the game. I don't think there are actively game masters and stuff like that working in Fortnite to handle things like that.
0: Maybe not game masters, but you definitely have constant employees. You definitely have a community team for Fortnite. You have a community team for Destiny that has to get paid. That's what the GM group is for WoW. They're the community team. Yeah, but I don't think it's anywhere near the level and the scale that WoW has it. Right, but also WoW has more players than anything else. Exactly. So
1: a subscription model for them makes sense. This weird
0: battle pass... But it's the... but it's the exact same thing no, as a battle it's pass. Not. It's, okay, so No Yeah it it's is not. How much does the battle, battle pass in Fortnite? Battle cost? pass
1: is completely optional. That's the thing. Battle pass is completely optional, does not affect any of your gameplay at all. That's the thing.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is what if you could find a way to be able like if you could get like so let's say there's like five million people playing WoW right now. Imagine if with a battle pass you didn't have to pay a subscription, you could get up to seven but you could also then haven't you could get enough people that would pay for like this is how this is why some of the MMOs have that like subscription system where it's like it's free to play but also you can buy into this other thing where we give you free shit.
1: Well, they don't give you. Well, it really depends on which MMO. I know with the old Republic, they like give you access to a couple more action bars, which I thought was personally fucking stupid. They they could have stayed.
0: It. That's a dumb version, but like we played um the Secret World subscription got bonuses. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if instead of that being bonuses, subscriptions was like, yo, you want a Skeletal Pegasus? Here's how you unlock it. Go do it. Like, what if it was just additional stuff to do in the game for the hardcore crowd?
1: Uh, for, again, depends on the game. It does not work for a while.
0: I, I don't believe that, I... actually. I think it's one of those ones where if you gave enough people the option to be like, okay, so either you can pay 13 bucks a month or you can pay 15 bucks a month, but it comes with this stuff that you can unlock if you just play enough of the game. More people would pick the battle pass kind of thing. Uh,
1: I, again, totally depends on the game. I don't think it works for WoW at all. And I, I, I guess we're just, I, guess, I gotta just disagree on that one because it just doesn't work for that. Not for WoW. You,
0: I, I guess like you haven't given me an explanation of why it doesn't work. yet. like it's the it's the same money being put in at the same intervals. Like I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Like it's the if you can give someone technically more for roughly the same price, what's the damage at well, that Well, the point?
1: damage is you'd be taken away from teams that are already working on other larger amounts of content to try to add little stuff here and there. And the thing is, when you start pulling away from that, that's the issue they had with Siege of Wargrimur, where they had a giant dry spell. They literally couldn't deliver all the content they could on an expansion, and a lot of people got pissed and just flat-out dropped out. So their revenue dipped dramatically when they had stuff like that
0: and i'm not saying that's what i'm saying I, I, it just it i guess I, i'm not saying it's not a perfect system it's not a like it's not a one to one thing i guess what i'm getting at is if you could buy a subscription for basically the same price of subscription that had stuff built into it that helped incentivize you to keep playing longer that like and i also i'll, I'll go so far as saying, the people that make like the big events are not going to be impacted by the people that would be in theory handling this—this this is a small, much smaller team that handles smaller things. Like this is the people who redo the map for Fortnite are not the people making emotes kind of thing. The people that make the raids in World of Warcraft are not the people that design or sculpt or model or rig the mounts. Mm-hmm. They're not the same teams. They're part of the World of Warcraft team, but someone who's in the entertainment team, I can guarantee, like that's two. Like those people may not even talk to each other in a, on any a given day, kind of thing. Like they might be opposite ends of the building. They have to talk because they're doing kind of content lines up against each other. But those are separate departments. And the idea that like, oh, we're doing this other thing to help incentivize people by making more mounts takes away from raids. That's not at all. It how takes away
1: resources and manpower, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Not necessarily. Like I think your raid team is still your raid team.
1: Well, the designers and stuff like that. There's a certain level, but there are people who there are teams that eventually have to cross-mesh and, and work together. And the thing is, when you pull up a system where you're trying to incentivize the small things, and if that becomes your main profit thing, what's the what's to the stop them from being, well, you know, all the big content's nice and all, but all the smaller content is really where our cash cow is. Let's well, focus 100% on that, that. And that's how you end up killing a kind of game like that.
0: Well, and my point is saying that like, that's bad implementation. I'm saying, like, my, my point is being if it's implemented well, like, Fortnite works because people feel they're getting money, they're getting what they're paying in, kind of thing. And the idea of in a game where you're not going to win all that frequently, most likely, it gives you a sense of ongoing progression. Mm -hmm. Because it works for Fortnite, does not work for WoW. Yeah. And I would say, I would also say it would, let's move away from WoW again, I guess. Like, this is the, I feel like, again, like this is you get caught up in in things you care very specifically about and don't like the idea of Monkey. Like, so let's go back to Destiny for a second. If it so on consoles there aren't a lot of subscription based MMOs. I don't know of a single one off the top of my head. The only actually.
1: one I can think of is maybe like the Final Fantasy
0: one. Yeah, and that's still technically kind of a PC yeah. one too. So that's the one that exists. And I think even that, like, it's got some weirdness. So like Destiny two needs a subscription service. Like so if, if the if the trade off was, hey, we're gonna start doing a subscription service that costs let's say ten bucks a month, fifteen bucks mm-hmm. a month. And all DLC from here on is free except like major expansions to the game. It's basically the WoW system. I think in games like Destiny, and I think like other I think like many other games of that type, the idea of like it's like, okay, we could do just a subscription service, or for kind of it's like we can do the subscription or for like 10 bucks for subscription or 15 bucks for a battle pass, they cost more or less the same. But the Battle Pass then gives you kind of a checklist of like, hey, so this is Season 4. In Season 4, if you do these 30 things, here are some specific rewards you're going to unlock, guaranteed. Like this, they've done Battle Passes in the game. Right? like The SRL books and stuff, like the Moments of Triumph stuff, are essentially Battle Passes. In SRL's case, you had to pay for it. it was like five bucks. And in the case of, um... uh. Moments of Triumph, that I was just kind of like, hey, did you do this or not mm-hmm. kind of thing. But they were very specific checklists of like, hey, if you want to unlock stuff, here's what you do, go out and do it, and this is what you get. SRL, I didn't buy the bat paying for because I'm like, oh, it's a cool, it's like, this is a limited time event, it's a thing, yeah, I want to do this, this seems cool, I want these dumb sparrows. Mm-hmm. I would happily pay for SRL again. I would hope, and like, the idea being like, okay, so if every season it's the... All the normal stuff works, the season goes on kind of thing, like you can do all your normal stuff, but in the background you're also slowly filling these gauges for exclusive stuff like armor ornaments, or it's like nothing that changes the game fundamentally, but like hell, I worked my ass off in this most recent Solstice of Heroes thing because I wanted the Harley-Davidson Sparrow. It's not actually the Harley-Davidson Sparrow, but it's it's big and kind of silly looking, and it looks like all choppery. I wanted that Sparrow. There was no set way of getting that, so I had to just fucking grind Everest stuff. If that was built into the event being like, hey, here's how you get this fucker, I'd be like, yes, okay, I'm going to focus on just doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's one of those ones, you, your team has to be set up in a way that that makes it work, but the idea of a battle pass in place of a subscription service, especially because, like, most things you can't, like, people are outraged that Photoshop requires a subscription now. Like, that's a bad move on that company's part.
1: Well, I can see. And I can battle see pass why event. Photoshop did it because they were trying to fight piracy. I think that's their main model. Yes, that.
0: uh, yes. That's and a that, whole another discussion, though. That's a whole other thing. Like it's one of those things we like, but you're not getting anything more from the ongoing subscription. Mm-hmm. If the ongoing subscription, or if like, if your influx of money is covering ongoing development of not just the battle pass, again, like the, the jump back to Fortnite, it's not the the battle pass does not support just the battle pass. The microtransactions. Don't support just the microtransactions. They pay the team that makes that sum. But most of that money, I'm willing to bet goes to ongoing development of that game and the rest of running epic games. I'm not going to say all the money for Fortnite goes back into Fortnite. But like that game patches like almost daily occasionally, it seems. And that's not because the game is broken. It's because they can they have enough money and people to pay that money with, that they can keep making those changes as fast as possible. Like, the the frequency at which stuff rolls out in that game that's totally new is not like, hey, we were saving this up. It's the, we can pay enough people enough money to make this stuff happen all the goddamn time. Like, imagine if Fortnite was like, hey, for 15 bucks a month, you have to pay to play Fortnite. It wouldn't work. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, no, for that, it wouldn't work.
0: Yeah, and I guess to kind of compare Fortnite to PUBG for a second, both have battle passes. Fortnite, you can see what you're getting for that battle pass. Whether or not you think it's a good seeing what you get for your battle for your battle pass, whatever kind of thing. Like PUBG has the problem where a lot of money has gone into that game, and changes are slow and incremental. And like PUBG is a great game, it also occasionally just has some baffling problems. Like it still has technical problems. Mm-hmm. There is so much money in that game that the fact that you still occasionally fall through the map and like. Ha- Cheating is as rampant as it still is, kind of thing. Like it's, it's dumb to say it, but yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's an officially released game, but it still has free to play. Ha- still has early access issues. Fortnite, which is still kind of technically an early access game, plays like a fully released game. Like I think, like as much as like I joked about how it's still technically part of an early access game, that thing is so separate from the rest of that game. If you told me they were still working on the rest of that game, I go, why would you bother? <laughs> I think they still are too, to be honest. Yeah, I think they are too. I think like, it's why I will never know. Maybe the idea is like, okay, so eventually this Battle Royale bubble's gonna pop. We're gonna have this kind of other game going on. You're like, oh, I'm familiar with Fortnite. Let's go play the other thing now too or something like that. I don't know. I don't super care in that category. Like It's the end of the day. Fortnite will succeed or fail of its own merits. But it's a good example of like, hey, here's how you do ongoing monetization with it. Doesn't rip like is the Battle Pass too much money for what you're getting out of it? I am not one to judge, but you can see a direct effect from that constant incoming of money and the quality of what that game is. Like They redid the whole shooting system in that game because enough people complained about it, and it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, they might have fixed it because it's popular and it's doing well for them, but also if you have no money to fix that, you're not going to bother fixing
1: yeah. it. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that, and like I I see it working for that, but honestly, like the battle pass is something relatively new. They were making money before the yeah. battle pass. They were making money through people buying V Bucks to buy shit.
0: Yeah. And I think it's one of those ones where it's the a lot more countries, I think even the US to a certain extent, are saying, Yeah, loot boxes aren't a thing. Like it's the how many V Bucks like you got the um John Wick outfit and bam. Um, no, format, I never right? worked my
1: way that far up. So
0: I thought you bought no, that. At you some can't point. buy that. That's you that's Unlock through the battle pass. Okay, so fair. I, so I guess my point would be a like how what have you? How many times have you put V bucks actually into that? Uh, game?
1: A little bit because there was some stuff I wanted to get, mainly the, the emotes and anything else. But yeah,
0: but like very specific yeah. stuff. Like you probably put like what thirty bucks into that game Maybe. total,
1: at most thirty
0: bucks. That's it. Yeah. So with the battle pass. So are you familiar with the kind of concept of whales versus not whales in the monetization system? Yes, systems? I'm
1: fully aware of that.
0: So the reality is the Battle Pass gets you a system where you're no longer as reliant on whales. Mm. You're spreading out kind of that income across more people. It's no longer trying to hook one person. It's tr- it's like it's incentivizing like 100 people to pay 15 bucks as opposed to incentivizing like five people to spend 10,000 bucks mm. a piece. Like if you want to, like, I know that math doesn't work out the right way, but if you want to put the same amount of money, it doesn't super matter how you got there as long as you didn't lose too much money along the way. Like you'll still have your whales But the Battle Pass gives you a structure to that game that doesn't exist without the Battle Pass. And again, like it goes back to the... That game, if you're not winning, has no forward momentum. It's a win-or-lose kind of game. Hmm. It's fun to win-or-lose, but you're not leveling up through your matches and stuff like that in a traditional Hmm. sense. Okay. It's... Like I said a while back, I think Battle Passes are the future because... I don't know how many more things you are going to be capable of getting away. Like, the season pass for DLC is dying, because more and more times, it's like, oh, this is a bad season pass. I think the idea... And we're getting more and more games that have longer and longer play lives. Like, that's just that's the natural progression of things. As games get more expensive to develop, and as we kind of move towards these more games as service style things, I, I'd much rather the Battle Pass approach than just a straight subscription, because you're getting a little bit more out of it, and Again, it comes out if it's done well. Like, there's been lots of bad versions of all of the stuff we talked about as part of this.
1: I definitely yeah. see Battle Pass definitely making a impact in the future.
0: Yeah, and we'll see what happens with it too. I think it's—I—I I, I could imagine EA will do something real bad with it, but at the same time, I'd much rather. Like, i i, I want loot boxes to die to a certain extent. Like, I—I uh, and in the internet talk about how like Warframe has the has the best monetization system because it has premium currency and what you can buy with that. There's no randomness to it, and then it's got a Xur system where it's like, hey, if you play a shit ton of this game, buy some of the stuff you have to normally buy with currency. There's not a ton of options, because it rotates on a week, but, yeah, I actually would want a Battle Pass in that game in some ways. it gives you a better sense of progression. Yeah, I'm unlocking this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much more on this no, one. Do you? No,
1: I think we've kind of done where we can sure. with this one here. Yeah. So...
0: All right, we have no emails this week. But if you wanted to contact us, how would you do that, Alex?
1: Uh, very simple. You can uh bring up your email client of choice, and in the to section, you would type wickedawesomecast at gmail.com Uh, write your subject and your message, and we'll probably look at it.
0: Not probably, we will.
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com Spells it sounds down the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. I think like I've encouraged this in the past, but like, if you agree, if you disagree with something we say on the podcast, feel free to write us in. We'll talk more about it. I guess we've had some pretty kind of low hanging fruit topics lately, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and actually, I'm also keeping an eye out if there's any more beer recommendations we try while I'm up here. <laughs> I haven't got any emails yet. So we've got nothing concerned. on
0: that. Come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think that about does it for this week. I'm assuming you're still doing your Wow streams yep. and stuff.
1: Uh, mainly on weekends, more than anything else. So once the new rate tier comes out. I will be streaming pretty consistent Friday and Saturday nights.
0: Have they announced what that first raid Uldir. is? Who's that?
1: Uh, Old deer is the raid area. It's an it's an um it's a Titan facility that's housing like a fake okay. old god.
0: Oh right, it's like watery or something, right? Not
1: necessarily watery, but yeah. So it's pretty cool. They have like a fake old god kind of thing going on in there. It's basically who's corrupted the Blood Trolls, but mm. apparently they work for Nasoth. Go check out that Warbringers Asharia video.
0: It's pretty damn good. <laughs> I will. Oh, so we have a slight update on the um shooting that happened earlier, apparently.
1: Oh, what's
0: going on? Uh one of the suspects for the shooter was someone who lost at the tournament.
1: Oh god. <sighs> yeah. Thought that was a reasonable response.
0: Uh there's more to it, but I'm not gonna go into it till it's uh, a little bit more hashed out. I'm this uh, that would enter too much into speculation, but that's what it's that that's what more and more reports are officially saying yeah Yeah. fun great way to end a podcast uh yeah email us keep listening thank you for tuning in all that jazz uh studio returns soon uh yeah i'm gonna go drink now or something this is depressing as shit cue the metal